Welcome to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, founder and attorney at Meldon Law. Uh, we will help you uh, if you're uh, injured in an accident, uh, if anything uh, happens uh, where you uh, need help in a criminal case, give us a call. Uh, we've been here since 1971, and we have an outstanding team. Uh, we're very proud of uh, the client service uh, that we provide. Uh, we know that the client experience at Meldon Law uh, is second to none. Uh, we have a great show today. Uh, former Gator great basketball star Dan Cross is here as our guest, and uh, we're very excited uh, to welcome Dan. Uh, I can uh, tell you that uh, I've met he, uh, Dan and his uh, daughter, Rachel, who's in law school now, uh, before, and, and I, I think, think that uh, uh, you're going to be very interested in what he has to say, not only about the past, but currently what he's doing as far as helping um, children uh, become uh, great students and productive members of our society. A uh, couple things going on. Lake City, December 7th, we're having a party. That's uh, Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, Prohibition, uh, a great little club in uh, Lake City. From 5.30 till 9, Meldon Law is hosting our annual Community Appreciation ho uh, Holiday Party. Uh, come and celebrate. We got live music with Josh Nettles, who's terrific, and open bar, delicious food. Uh, Lake City has really been fun for us. Uh, we opened our office there uh, about two years ago, and uh, Marsha um, has been doing a great job uh, running our office there, and uh, it's really kind of uh, neat. Uh, I've been practicing law in Lake City, Columbia County, and uh, Live Oak and uh, at Jasper for 50 years, and uh, we finally got a uh, full-time office there. So anybody in Lake City, please come and visit. You're invited. Uh, oh, we got some great ticket giveaways on uh, Meldon Law Facebook page. Just go to your Facebook uh, app, put in Meldon Law, and uh, we're giving away tickets for all the basketball games. For those of you that haven't seen the Gator basketball team yet, uh, they're exceptional. And uh, it's going to be a really good year. Um, Kentucky uh, is coming here right in the beginning of January. The first time this has happened in a long, long time. We got a, a, a big game Saturday, January 6th at 1230 in the afternoon. And we are going to put together some great packages because it's Meldon Law Day at the Odome. So uh, check out the Kentucky Wildcats. It's always a packed crowd, very exciting. A little earlier than normal. Usually the game uh, starts late, but I'm sure this game will be uh, featured on TV uh, right after uh, the Saturday right after New Year's. A uh, couple other things. We just got in a brand-new revised edition of Buying Florida Auto Insurance. And why is this important? It's important because Florida is the only state where the other person is not does not have to have mandatory bodily injury liability insurance uh, that protects you if someone else uh, causes a crash uh, and you're injured 
and you have to pay your bills for your hospital loss, your loss of income, uh, your um, uh, you, you're dealing with pain and suffering. It may uh, that may totally change your life. We we have a lot of very very serious cases that uh, we have handled and are currently working on, uh, where the the tragedy uh, is uh, absolutely. Uh, life-changing and uh, our job is to help people put their lives to, together after a serious crash so uh, give us a call uh, and get your copy it's free uh, buying florida auto insurance a three-step approach to getting the lowest rates for the insurance that you need and what you need is uninsured motorist coverage i've said it many times uh, uninsured motorist coverage is absolutely necessary in the state of Florida because most of the people driving on the road today either have zero insurance, which is legal, uh, zero bodily injury liability insurance is legal in the state of Florida, uh, and uh, you also uh, need to have uh, collision coverage if uh, you have a car, gap insurance, a lot of different things that uh, folks may not be aware of because uh, if you're injured in a crash, you could have bills that are not paid for by the person at fault. That sucks. So uh, we don't want that happen uh, happening to anybody. And uh, also, uh, in the event that um, you cause a crash, you want to make sure you have adequate insurance so people don't go after all of your hard earned savings and assets. So there's a lot of things going on in the state of Florida that don't occur in other states. So anybody listening to this uh, that needs help, uh, please order our book, Buying Florida Auto Insurance. Give us a call. We'll send it to you for free, 352-373-8000, or go to our website, meldenlaw.com, and uh, you can get it uh, uh, free that way. In fact, uh, we even have a PDF version you can download uh, instantly on our website. So we're trying to help the community through providing uh, uh, community uh, uh, pamphlets and books that tell you how to protect yourself and your family and why it's important. So uh, give us a call anytime. Uh, we're getting ready to go to a break here on Meldon Law and Friends, and we're going to be back with basketball Gator great Dan Cross in just a minute. Thank you very much. Jeffrey, what are you doing? Well, I'm joining the band, of course. Since Melvin Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, I want to help. Dad, we're litigators. Let's stick to helping people in the courtroom. Well, can we still hang out and jam a little bit? At Melvin Law, we won't back down. I was going down a one-way street, and a girl that was driving her car T-boned me on my scooter. I ended up going for an MRI and discovering that I had two herniated discs. Coming to Cary allowed me to not have to worry about what doctor I was gonna see or what physical therapist I had to go to. They say, these are the people we trust. You're gonna have a great experience there. And I honestly did each time. 
Call Melvin Law. Your consultation is absolutely free. I was driving behind a lady, and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road, and when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had two herniated discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melvin fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. Call Melvin Law right now. I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help, and they will help you. Call Melden Law right now. Hey, Sammy, look who's there. Say hi. Hey. <gasps> you again. Melvin Law, Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! Somebody else hit us. Hit us. Here we go again. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder and attorney at Melden Law, and it's our great privilege today to welcome a good friend of mine, Dan Cross. How are you doing today, Dan? I'm doing, doing well in yourself, Jeffrey. Yeah, so yeah. Um, for those of, the, uh, those of us that have been around, we know that you were a uh, basketball star yes. back in the 90s yes. uh, with the Gators. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Dan's background and history first. Uh, so you came to the University of Florida uh, at what year? 91. 1991 is when I arrived uh, on campus from Carbondale, Illinois. Okay, yes. and uh, what brought you to the University of Florida? Uh, uh, well, two things. Uh, Coach Robert McCollum, who recruited me um, out of Illinois to, uh, to play at University of Florida, but my recruiting trip, um, I think any former player that has attended University of Florida and has, their, has had their recruiting trip from the Midwest, it was cold in December, and I had never been out of the, outside of the state for the most part. And I could not understand how it was warm in Florida and cold back at home. And I asked Coach, I said, is it like this year round? I had never seen palm trees before. And once he said yes, I said, you know what, I really have to consider. Girls walking around in shorts in December, and I just, it was a different environment. And and, uh, and I from that is that's that sealed the deal. Well, it's, my story is kind of the same. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, oh, originally. Okay, okay? okay. <laughs> so you understand. Uh, I understand. I mean, uh, you know, it's like uh, freeze your butt off um, yes. for five months of the year, or yes. uh, come down in a nice climate and uh, have for a sure. good time. You know, what really happened was after air conditioning became really popular after World War II. During the summers, people could live in Florida year-round more easily. 
Okay. <laughs> so, because I, I remember, uh, you know, that it, it got really, really hot. And, you you know, it's it's not easy to be in Florida when it's 95 no, it's degrees no. uh, in, in the summer. No. So you come down, was Lon Kruger the coach at the time? Yeah, Lon had just got here uh, in 1990, I believe. Uh, so um, I was his second year recruit. Uh, coming in to uh, to University of Florida, so uh, he was another reason why um, I wanted to learn, uh, you know, from the best, um, just pertaining to the X and O's of the game. So. Yeah, I mean, Lon Kruger stayed relevant for you know the last thirty some years. Yes. You know, he, he was a U- University of Florida. He he uh, coached out west. He's a pro coach. He's yes. you know. Lon is really uh, a, a very nice guy, mm-hmm. uh, besides being a, a really excellent basketball coach. Mm-hmm. He proved that. So uh, you guys come in. Who was uh, in your recruiting class? So Andrew the Clerk, uh, we call him the Hammer, uh, 6'10 kid out of uh, Clearwater, Florida. I was in my class, also my roommate. Um, so, you know, there's this 16. Oh, you knew? So I, I've been at Andrew's house in Clearwater. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see, his wife was at least, I forget. His, yes. And uh, so I was Tina. dating a girl about 20 years ago <laughs> who was best friends with his wife, okay. and we went to yeah. visit Andrew, yeah. and I got to know uh, Drew, you know, yes. uh, a little bit, but I'll tell you, we were on vacation and he would go in, into the gym, which is kind of in his, it was like a garage area and yep. he worked that's, his that's butt true. off. Yes. Uh, you know, at this time, I think he was playing with the Orlando magic. It could have been. Yeah. Okay. In yeah. the early two thousands mm-hmm. or something like that. Very so hard you, worker. So you got the clerk, the clerk, Svein, the Ver- Svein Durkelboden, who, um, is a, a well-known name around yeah. So around I gotta plug <laughs> Spurriers. That's a good. Okay. So Svein Durka Bolton. Yeah. We're here at uh, Spurriers Gridiron Grill, For and sure. Svein uh, is part of the team here that developed yes. uh, this whole celebration point, which yes. is awesome. Shout out Svein. And uh, I've gotten to know Svein pretty well uh, because we. We come out here a lot and yes. go to the restaurants and have a good time. And uh, he is um, really an incredible, uh, you know, person as far mm-hmm. as you were. You were dealing with some serious people here, for sure, part, for right? sure. That are still now my closest of friends, thirty years later. So, um, yeah, just very, very honored, and you know, to have friends like that for so long. Um, so we start out as teammates, and we have a chance to experience. The highs and lows of, of Florida basketball, and and uh, you know made some dreams come true. Who else was on that team? Andrew Spain. Uh, we had a very small class. Clayton Bates, uh, who was a Gainesville native, uh, as well. Those were the three. Uh, who else was on the team that weren't in your class? Uh, so we had Brian Thompson out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Demetri Hill, they called him the Meat Hook. Meat Hook, he was yeah, the big, of, He was almost three hundred pounds. Yeah, if you actually, he was over three hundred pounds. So yeah, some funny stories about him. So um, Hook was with us. Um, Jason Anderson out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Craig Brown, who was my backcourt out of uh, Stilton, Pennsylvania. Um, John Griffith out of Atlanta, Georgia. Tony Mickens from Memphis, Tennessee. So we, uh, Dan Williams, uh, whose uh, uncle is Tom Williams, who's the academic advisor here at Florida. We call him Squirt. So, um, you know, he's a, 
a native now, a uh, local native working with Under Armour um, here in Gainesville. So, yeah, we had a nice Tiny Williams, Greg Williams out of D.C. So we had a nice nice group of guys that, uh, you know, allowed us to, to attend the Final Four. So um, what was Lon Kruger's coaching style like compared to other coaches you've worked with? Well, Lon is a is a he's a he's an X and O guy. Um, his style really did not fit my style of basketball coming out of Illinois. But what I learned from Lon is how to dissect the game as a point guard. You know, learning from another point guard um, who has a great genius mind. So, in learning how to um, to to study the game and then play my style of game. It took me about two years to understand that system. Uh, but once I understood that system, then the game slowed down tremendously for me. And, you know, we were able to do some really cool things here at University of Florida. Yeah, so yeah, by way of background, I had been, you know, a basketball fan here for a long time and uh, – you know, I was uh, here during the 80s when we started, you know, we had some some uh, runs back in the 80s, and then there's this transition, and, uh, you know, it was really, you know, kind of different, um, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, like, lightning hit in 1994. Yeah. How did that, tell us what your memories are of how the team emerged and developed. Yeah, it was a, it was a slow process. Um, you know, I, we there was a model called Find a Way, um, and it's a model that I live by to to you know today currently, and finding a way to win, finding a way to work hard, uh, you know, finding a way to work with a team that you know that is very diverse. Um, I forgot Marty Quiesma from Finland, so <laughs> it, it is extremely diverse and where we all come from, personalities. You know, I have a very strong personality. Um, so it just so happened that there was a group of guys who lived in the same dorm room in Yon Hall in the football stadium. And we were able to wake up, you know, work hard, you know, work out each morning, go to class with each morning. And this was uh, an opportunity in a season where everything just clicked. It clicked. And out of adversity the prior two years, of me being at University of Florida, where I didn't know if I even wanted to stay at University of Florida anymore. So it allowed that particular year of 94, just allowed some, 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 us to play against some great competition from the, oh man, you name it, Shaquille O'Neal to, oh, I, I can name, uh, I remember, so I, I, I went to um, LSU yes. and saw Sha uh, Shaq yes. play against the Gators. I think we yes. got our butts kicked. Yeah, I could have. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were there. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, I I remember um, yeah, that Shaq was like, he was this really dominant yes, kind of uh player for you know, I mean, he was dominant in the pros. You can imagine yes. what it was like uh, in uh in college right. so anyhow so um during the regular season how did the team do we did really well uh that particular year we lost no home games and so uh, we went from my experience my freshman year of maybe having three thousand fans jeff three thousand fans in o'connell center to see that continue to grow right so this is this this is how i know we were kind of grandfathered into university of florida so i've seen it all I've seen the, the, the 3,000 fans to now a regular season game where 
every game is sold out at 12,000 fans. So, you know, we have to put on a show, you know, and, and that was, you know, our inspiration of making sure that if fans are coming from at this point all over the country to see the University of Florida Gators play, we want to make sure we put on a show and that that allowed us to win some very tough and close games and, and go undefeated that year. So it was a, re- a really good regular season for us. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember um, the Final Four. Let's yes. talk about that. So uh, you're going up to Charlotte. Yes. And uh, I, you know, I, <clears throat> I was um, friends with some tennis stars from the University of Florida. We had really good tennis teams, okay. right? Andy yes. Brandy yep. Yep. Uh, was here for, for the uh, women's team. Yep. Ian Duvenegg was the men's coach. And, and my son was a tennis star. He, nice. he played collegiately at William & Mary. Okay, okay. Uh, so nice anyhow, so, so we found it was hard getting rooms in Charlotte because the Final Four is, like, competitive and, yes. and everybody shows up because it's hard to get into the Final Four. For sure. We go up there, and uh, I remember I was just wild. What what was it like for you going to the Final Four? Dream come true. Uh, as a kid, I think every child um, that plays basketball, you know, lays in their bed, lays in her bed, um, his bed, and thinks about this, the ultimate experience of reaching the highest level of collegiate sports, which is the Final Four, where – there are no other teams in the country that are playing but four teams, four teams, four random teams that most scouts have not chosen to be in the Final Four and University of Florida. I just happen to be, we just happen to be one of those teams um, with the spotlight on us. It's a, it's an unbelievable experience, an experience that I really can't explain other than um, it was, it was just a dream come true. To play against, you know, we played against Duke and Grant Hill. Um, Arkansas was another SEC team that was there. So that was really the matchup that we were all looking forward to with Corliss Williamson and and Scotty Thurman. But I'll just say we gave Duke a run for their money. It's a game that we probably should have won to get to the championship game. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was there. So I I get in there – I'm in the elevator. I see Nolan Richardson, who was the Arkansas coach there, you know, and I knew who he was right yes, away. You know, sure. Hi, coach. How you doing? And yes. stuff like that. And the atmosphere was electric. I'm with my son, and uh, we were we had some decent seats in mm-hmm. the lower lower section in the end court. Nice. And uh, you guys are playing Duke, and you are playing lights out. We were. Yes. I mean, this is a national championship team yes. that had won two back-to-back national championships. Close to it, yeah. Okay. Yes. In, it, the final fours, yeah. Yeah, and so anyhow, so uh, uh, what's going through your mind? You were up uh, double digits at one point, I think. If you must remind me, Jeff, yes, I believe we were up double digits. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I am reminded of that quite often, that, that slowly uh, – that lead slowly uh, left us going into the second half. Um, it's it's the game of, of, of trade-offs, and, and uh, you know, we weren't able to pull it out. But I will say this, um, the SEC prepared us for the Final Four, so there was no intimidation. Oh, right. You had Arkansas, you had LSU, you had Kentucky, you know. Tennessee, I mean- Alabama, you name it, Georgia. Uh, so there were already five or six teams that are already in the top 25. 
So you guys were playing top competition, and you went undefeated at home. Yes. So yes. Uh, you, you were, you know, and the SEC ba- basketball really came around, I think, during that it did. decade. It sure did. You know, before that, SEC was football, football, football. Correct. And uh, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we got two of the four teams in the, yeah. t- in the final SEC. four. And, uh, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, really incredible. I don't know. I have been to every, all five of the Gators' final fours and uh, and all four of the football team's national championship nice. games. Nice. Right? Something that I'm very proud of. As you should be. And that uh, I have stories about each one, but the 94 was the first one, yes. right? Uh, and it was uh, the next year, 95, we were out in Arizona, and we got our butts kicked by uh, Nebraska. Then we came back and uh, won the national championship in uh, New Orleans uh, against a uh, Florida State team that had beaten us a month before. Mm -hmm. So when you you really kicked off – the you know what i would call the the gator dynasty yes you know uh, steve spurrier we're here at spurrier's gridiron grill we i want to give him a plug Shout this out is steve. an incredible so this is a pretty cool beautiful. place right beautiful well designed by freddie weeby and steve spurrier and spain and that crew who are all good friends of mine um steve was kind of the that's who we all looked up to you know steve he's gonna say what he was on his mind uh, was I related to quite well. Um, I got in trouble for it a lot of times. But we knew that he set the bar for the entire university. Um, so there was there was a there was a inside competition between our football players and, and the basketball players because they were on TV all the time. Every Saturday on ESPN. So, you know, and then we're working out with each other in the morning time and we you know, stadium stairs. So you know, the goal was like, man, whatever exposure that this football team is getting, we want some of that same exposure. You know, yeah. and and Steve, you know, and so that was a that was a competition within just the athletic departments that allowed us to continue to grow um, and look how uh, how a first class organization and program should be run, how we should train, the mentality of being a winner. Um, all that came from Steve, and so as he handed that down, um, and that spirit and mentality. You know, that, that said a lot for us going to the Final Four, and we wanted to represent the university in that in that manner and style. Well, I'll tell you, um, it was a, a great uh, run, yes. and, uh, you know, you have nothing to apologize for, but you got to the Final Four. You, yeah. you were the first of five basketball teams that got there. Yes. And, uh, Have you, to be remembered. Yeah. No, it, it, it you know, for me, that's when – you know, I really started to uh, get excited because I could go out of town uh, to a big-time event. Yes. You know, it was like, oh, Final Four, and then the next year, you know, we're in the football championship, and then 96 we win, and then 2000 we go to Indianapolis in basketball with Billy Donovan. And then, you know, it's like all of that was preparation, I think, for uh, title town during from 2006 until 2008. Agreed, agreed. Um, and I, I think that's where the most pride comes in for this particular 94 Final Four team because we were the first to do it. Nobody else can ever say that. So, um, I, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in, you know, it's kind of being the, the grandfathers of how the – 
how University of Florida really got started uh, with the highest level of competition um, and championships being you know, at least put on banners. So, you know, very well uh, deserved. Well, are we going to, do you think the basketball team is going to get back to that level? I think soon. I think what Todd is doing, um, who, I've gotten, who I've gotten to know over the past couple of years, uh, with what he has out on the court right now, um, it shows good signs of potential which is what the Gator fans are wanting in, in all sports, is to make sure that we have, we're recruiting the right players, the right systems are in place to give us the best chance to compete against the Tennessees, the Kentuckys of the world, the Alabamas of the world. As long as we have a chance to compete um, in, in all sports and in any level, I like our chances of winning. Yeah, well, I've gotten to know Todd as well, and um – uh, I I was really excited to see the talent that he was able to assemble yeah. from last last year. You know, he came in, he put together um, some players, and uh, you know, when Castleton went down, mm-hmm. that kind of ended the season. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, he comes back. We got uh, seven foot one uh, Hand Lofton. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got. Uh, 611 and 610 and you know all of a sudden we go from yeah. uh, a team that was except for Castleton had no no height to right. a team where like we're getting 10 more rebounds per game yes. than the other team yes. and I think the most important thing is some identity is being is being formed um, and that's what you want to see within a program is like there has to be identity there has to, the identity there has to be accountability also, um, and you must be able to compete. So those things, at least in these first four or five games, they've, been, they've proven, um, which will, is now going or should attract other high talent, you know, whether it's through the transfer portal or five, four to five-star players to come into University of Florida and build that you know, program back up. So excited about what I've seen thus far. I I really believe that um, if given the chance, Todd Golden will rebuild the basketball program. He seems to have, because he played international ball, mm-hmm. he understands recruiting international For players, sure. right? Sure. Which is something that, you know, if some kid happened to, you know, want to come here, great, you know, we have an interest. But really, he's, I think, used it as a... Uh, a building block for, sure. for his program. Yes, yeah, definitely a recruiting tool. Um, I know he spent some time. I, I lived in Israel, um, and I know he played on the, uh, a team in Israel called Maccabi Tel Aviv, which is the top European program or considered a European program, um, you know, just in in, the, in Europe. So the level of talent that he's used to seeing at the Euro League level, um, he should also be able to attract and get on top of players here from America. Yeah, so uh, the European players, they'd love to play in the NBA, Yes, right? And what better entree uh, to come to the United States where you're going to be playing with a a good program, you're going to be on TV, you're going to be seen by the NBA scouts. Yes, great brand. And so I think that um, Todd has tapped into that, and he's also tapped into the transfer portal, at least for now. For sure. What are your thoughts about how, you know, the landscape has changed, you know, NIL, transfer portal, all these moving parts where even after you've signed a player, you got to keep recruiting them for four years. You sure do. You sure do. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? 
Um, I, I, I think it's great for the student athlete. Um, it's great for college basketball. Um, it's something new. Um, it's something exciting. Um, and it, it, it makes everybody work for their job and their position. Nothing is guaranteed, you know. So they're almost like our, these college students, athletes, are like free agents every year. Like every there's, year. you have to sign them again. You have to renew their scholarships again. You know, they can make more money somewhere else. And so um, the, the bad part about that is it's hard to build relationships and a following because, you know, this may be my favorite player at University of Florida now, and he may be somewhere else the next year. So that's the only down part to um, the transfer portal. But it, it heightens the level of competition, right? So at this point, anybody can win, not just the Dukes of the world and the Kentuckys of the world. Like, there, it, lay, it lays out the playing – it evens out the playing field. So that's what makes college basketball – a little bit more exciting. Yeah, and, you know, uh, the small schools, because you only need six or seven or eight really good players. That's it, Jeff. Uh, and that's, that's it. it, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, your small schools that can't really compete in big-time football, mm-hmm. uh, that's why you see them in college basketball, because right. you don't need uh, 80 players on the no. team. <laughs> you no. You know, you, you give me two or three stars and four or five uh, good, solid backups. Role players. Role yes. players, yeah. and uh, you got yourself a ball club. Let, well, talking about, you know, creating team culture, uh, things like that, I know that you're involved in some educational yes. uh, ventures, and yes. I'd like you to uh, uh, talk a little bit about life skills education uh, which is a software and technology company. Yes, so I, I, I created uh, about six years ago, founded a company called Cross Academy LMS, uh, which focuses on life skills, life skills education. Um, and that was, that just came from my experiences of not being taught what I needed to be taught after, after school. Um, and so from financial literacy, which is really is not taught in school and in public school nor private school, um, at the middle school, high school, or collegiate level. Um, career assessments, I didn't know what career I wanted to go into after basketball. Um, so I became frustrated uh, about the lack of education that I received. And the education that I studied had nothing to do with life after sports. So I wanted to put together a curriculum or develop a curriculum that that taught um, our students, not just student athletes, uh, but students, these core principles of education that he or she is going to need after they graduate. So uh, it first started out as a workbook curriculum, and, and we were selling that and licensing that to the University of Florida and other universities. Um, and then um, got away from that for a minute because I was tired of selling workbooks and COVID hit, and that gave us the opportunity to build technology and online learning. And so we're now licensing out our online learning platforms uh, to private school institutions and juvenile justice institutions. And um, so we're really happy about, you know, the growth in that. And uh, it gives me joy because now I'm able to educate um, outside of the traditional education or core education, which is which is the math, the English, the sciences, like X squared plus Y squared never equaled a dollar in my life. <laughs> you it never helped me to pay a bill in my life. So 
If I wasn't going to be an engineer, why am I learning this particular math? I need to know addition, subtraction, how to divide money, how to multiply money, and make money work for me. So, so what age groups uh, do, does your program uh, 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 target? Right now, um, we're at the high school and collegiate level. Um, we're targeting those levels for with an on, from the online curriculum standpoint. From an after-school standpoint um, and services, we target middle school and high school to provide after-school um, life skill programs uh, for after-school centers um, throughout, actually just throughout the state of Florida. So just really excited about the growth. Uh, we also added a, a life skills summer camp, just a four-day camp, because uh, I've been teaching basketball camps for the last 20 years, so it's the same model, but now I just bring in a lot of resources, a lot of um, facilitators that are experts in their career fields to now expose um, um, you know different careers to to our to our youth. Now, do you so you you integrate it with the basketball program? I do not, uh, but I've used that model to uh, now create a new model for camps and for after school programs. It's all structure, right? Kids need structure. I need structure. We all need structure. So we've just developed a format of structure. Um, and a fun way to learn, right? And you want to, like, I, I, didn't, I never liked school because it was never fun to learn. The teachers were never fun to, I don't remember any of my teachers because it just wasn't fun to learn. But the things that I, were in, that I was interested in, I was, I was a straight-A student. So in taking that mindset and trying to find different ways to make, to make learning fun, that is the goal for why Life Skills Academy has given this this platform um, at this particular level. You know, I think it's so important because um, I get concerned when I see uh, people focusing in on, oh, um, if I'm good enough, I'm going to get into this college. And then if I'm going to get in this college, then I'm going to be able to go to the pros. Yes. Well, everybody knows your pro career, you're a pretty young person by yes. the time your pro career is done. Yes, yes for sure. So, 25, 26. Yeah, and, and right, it's like only one-tenth of one percent ever have a, a successful pro career yes. where they're, you know, become independently wealthy. I mean, there's only a few people few. out there that uh, you, you see able to really bring in the big bucks. Yes. And I think in some ways those stories get publicized and people think, oh, well, I'm really good and you're in high school, right? And yes. you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to be able to do that. And yes. and the idea, what you're talking about is preparing them for um, life after uh, sports. Yes, correct. And I think, um, it, you know, it's very, very important, uh, particularly for those kids that uh, are just relying on sports to carry them for the rest of their lives, to be able to learn that earlier rather than later. It is, but unfortunately, um, the business that we're in at the collegiate level is business driven it is money driven kids come to university of florida and other top programs for one reason and you would like to say it's education but everyone knows that once that all-american steps on the court or steps on the field the coach is hired they must win right they must win yep. and if they don't win 
then the plan B is really not the focus, right? The plan A is you're here for one reason. So in understanding that mentality, everyone is pro-driven. Everyone believes once they have been recruited by University of Florida, University of Alabama, that they have the, the skill set to go pro. Right. And, and the fact is, uh, that's not true, number one. It's not true. And number two, <laughs> even if you go pro, it's your career may be uh, one or two or three years because yes. the pro, when you watch an NFL game, the skill level there is off the charts, yes. right? And it's like one out of 25,000 or something, yes. you know, uh, high school athletes can really have a sustained career yes. in the NFL. Yes. So um, I know you also have um, – uh, a basketball camp yes uh, when do you do that yeah so I've been uh, running all fundamental basketball camps for the last 20 years uh, basketball has been the love of my life um, it has been the structure um, and has given me opportunities uh, not for just myself but for my family for my brothers all four of my brothers play division one sports and so we 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 grew up in camps um, and so we provide camps here in Gainesville called All Fundamentals Camps uh, in the summertime. And actually, we have one coming up Christmas time. So we've been hosting a Christmas camp at, uh, we're doing it now at St. Patrick's uh, um, Catholic uh, School, where it just allows, you know, kids are on break, they're needing something to do, parents are still working. Um, it's a way that I can teach a lot of middle school, elementary kids the fundamentals of basketball. Um, so, yes, we do have a camp coming up the 21st and 22nd of December. Uh, I'm able to give out toys and bikes and a lot of cool things that the kids have to earn. So it's not given, but it's earned. Um, and then our other summer camps are usually in, uh, in July, uh, June and July, um, at Queen of Peace in St. In St. Francis uh, Catholic Academy. So just proud to have the support from the community in Gainesville um, and that it keeps me around the game. I, I've been doing it for so long that when I tailgate, I see kids that are now in college, and they say Coach Cross, and I have to look at them twice <laughs> because now they're all big and grown. And, and But it, it allows uh, – I'm satisfied with the teaching of the life skills that we provided to kids to give them an opportunity to, you know, to take a discipline and, and, and set goals. So um – I have allfundamentals.com yes. is the basketball program. Yes. Uh, what's the call to action to uh, the parents and uh, young people listening and watching this? Parents, if you want to register, especially the new parents that are out there that are listening that want to register, you can go to allfundamentals.com and register your child for the December 21st and 22nd um, Christmas Clinic um, at St. Patrick's. Uh, boys and girls, uh, elementary and middle school. We teach the fundamentals, and it's just a cool way to spend your Christmas. And let's. Uh, how do they get a hold of Life Skills uh, courses? You can go to lifeskillscourses.com. Again, lifeskillscourses.com. You can follow us also on Instagram at lifeskillscourses. And uh, there's opportunities to be a part of our camps, part of our online curriculum, as well, so very user friendly and easy way to uh, to sign up for those uh, opportunities. And for the decision makers that are superintendents and teachers at schools that are interested in our platform, 
would love for you to, to reach out to us on, on that site. Yeah, I'm really excited about your life skills yeah, program because so that one, uh, to me, is so important in that uh, because kids that are uh, gifted athletically yes. do have the opportunity to uh, go to some really good schools to yes. learn. And uh, if they know ahead of time uh, what uh, <clears throat> what their goals are, yes. then uh, that, those times will be much more productive. It helps. So, we're, you know, we're, we're in an, an initiative right now of trying to get it pushed through some legislative and lobbyists that are getting behind what we're trying to do to push this to the state level so it can now be um, licensed out to um, to institutions, public and private, uh, throughout the state of Florida. So, Well, we're gonna, we'll see what we can do uh, to help you out on Thank that. You. Dan Cross, it's been great having you on Meldon Law and Friends. We're going to have to have you back again. Love I feel that. like we just scratched the surface. For sure. uh, however, uh, again, lifeskillscourses.com uh, and uh, Dan Cross is putting together some really important programs to uh, help develop our young people. He's done a great job with his daughter Rachel. Congratulations! Yes, thank you. And, uh, and my son also, who is a what's your son's name? My son's name is also Dan Cross. Okay, uh, he is a, a fifth year senior here at University of Florida on the football team, um, and his master's program uh, studying sports management here at the University of Florida. So. Very proud of both my son and daughter uh, graduating from the University of Florida. Well, congratulations. As a yes. dad myself, I know that's the most important thing we can do is yes. uh, inspire our own yes. uh, children uh, to uh, reach high levels. And thank you for inspiring my daughter um, to pursue to pursue law as well. Okay. Well, uh, thank you. Yeah. So Rachel is an amazing uh, young lady. Uh, my daughter, uh, I see a lot of, uh, you know, my own daughter and what uh, Rachel does yes. as far as these these young girls, all of a sudden they're like, uh, you know, they're out there doing th amazing things yes. and uh, in a lot of ways they have more wisdom than we do. So, uh, sure. <laughs> okay, we're, that's a wrap on Meldon Law and Friends. Thank you, Dan Cross, for joining us and we look forward to uh, supporting all the programs you're involved with. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, good show, guys.